This is episode 73, How to Let Go of Dysfunctional Relationships for Good with Danielle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I've got a really beautiful coaching session for you today. We cover a lot of ground about how to let go of relationships from your past that you know you need to move on from. We also talk about healing old wounds with parents and how often we logically or consciously know something to be true, but some part of us has not fully accepted it. And so we're still getting triggered. And always, I break down the coaching session afterwards and give you takeaways. So be sure to listen to that after I play the episode. And I for sure will keep doing that because so many of you that have filled out the survey about this show expressed how much you love the wrap up. So I will continue to do that. I will continue to share the insights from the coaching session and give you ways that you can apply them into your own life. If you haven't taken the survey for over and on with it, which is basically questions for me about how to make this show better, what you like about it, your listening habits. It means so much to me to get your feedback. Please go to christinehasler.com slash survey and fill that out. There's 19 questions. Some of them are super quick to answer. Some take a little bit more time, but I promise it doesn't take more than five minutes. So it would be a huge gift to me. If you receive benefits from listening, this would be an amazing way to give back and support the growth of the show. Another way you can support the show is to share it with friends. The more people that know about the show, the more it can grow. And I appreciate whenever you share with your friends about it. I always post on Instagram, on Christine Hassler Instagram, a little video about the podcast and put the link in my bio. And so those are good places to tag people, to tag your friends and tell them about the show. Okay, so... One of the more frustrating things about this whole human experience is when we know something consciously, like we really get it consciously, but we're still being affected in a negative way. So let me give you some examples that will help this make a lot more sense. You know that your parents did the best they could and consciously have forgiven them for things, but you're still affected by what they did or didn't do. Or you know that we are all one and all born with the same amount of potential, but you still bump up against your own feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt. Or again, you consciously know that a person you are hooked into emotionally or mentally, be it a romantic relationship or friendship, is rather dysfunctional or at the very least not in alignment with where you are and where you want to go, but you can't seem to break it off or get that person out of your head, even if you did break it off. And here's one more. I'll tie this in with an example from my own personal life. You know logically that taking a risk or making change catalyzes growth and opportunity, but you have a lot of fear coming up about actually doing it. And this is something I bumped up against last week. So I decided about a month ago that I was going to follow a strong intuitive nudge to leave LA, to move out of LA where I've lived for 16 years and move down to San Diego, North County, San Diego, Encinitas to be exact. And I got the intuitive nudge in July. I'm recording this now at the end of January. And I would go down there and, you know, kind of look at places, but not really be all in. 
And in December, I was like, okay, Christine, like, you know, growth does not happen in your comfort zone. You love LA, but I'm just comfortable here. I'm really comfortable here. And I know that if I don't consciously choose things to create change in my life, then I may end up with the universe just creating it for me and have kind of an expectation hangover sort of change, which I really don't want. So I consciously choose things that help me grow and help me expand. So in December, I said, I'm all in universe. And as soon as I said that, two days later, I found a place and I'm so excited about it. And I signed the lease right around Christmas and I was getting super excited about it. And then a week ago, fear hit and I got sad and I got scared and all this resistance started coming up. And the coach in me was like, okay, this is natural. You're a couple weeks from making a super big change. You're leaving somewhere you know. This is very, very normal. And so I was able to talk to myself, but I was still feeling the feeling of anxiety. And what it was triggering was just the younger part of me that is scared about change. You know, as a little girl, change really, really scared me. And I've shared on the show before that I was teased in school and my parents at one point, we're like, why don't you just go to a different school, honey? We'll find a, a school where you fit more in. We, you can totally, you don't have to stay here. But my fear of the unknown was worse than the misery of the known. Can you guys relate to that? Like you just keep yourself in the same comfortable situations because you don't want to go into the high degree of uncertainty. So it's like the misery of the comfortable feels better than the fear of the uncertainty. But often the uncertainty, that change ends up being so much better. I tend to think had I switched schools, it might have been better. Now, granted, I wouldn't have learned the lessons I learned and I don't regret that. But this fear that I was having about this move was bumping up against that old fear about change. And so I had to go in and I had to work with that younger part of me like I do with clients that call into the show and make her feel safe and tell her it was going to be okay and really hear her concerns about it. And since I've done that work, I'm feeling so much more calm and positive about the move. So this was an example of like rationally and consciously, I was excited and I know, I know that change is always a great thing. And, and the grown up in me knows that, but the little one in me was scared. And so we have to be gentle with ourselves and know that anytime we're going through any kind of change, it's, it's very typical for a part of us to be a little freaked out. And we don't necessarily get over that just by giving ourselves a pep talk. Often we have to go back and give ourselves permission to feel the feelings of sadness or scaredness. You know, the other thing is I'm sad about leaving LA. I love it here and I have so many friends here. And so it is a bittersweet experience and I had to give myself permission to honor it. So I wanted to share that story because I think it sets up the coaching session with Danielle really well. You'll see this example of her consciously knowing some things, but still being triggered from issues with her past. So as you're listening to my coaching session with her, consider, are there things you consciously know, but you're still being triggered and affected? Are you still attached, either still in relationship or still energetically invested in or obsessing about an ex or someone in your life? Do you think there could be some hurts involving your parents that you haven't quite dealt with? Do you keep attracting and dating the same person over and over again with a different face? And before we dive into this session, I want to remind you of a super cool offer to my listeners, a 30-day unrestricted free trial from FreshBooks. 
FreshBooks is a super easy online accounting software that's completely transformed how freelancers and small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom built for the way you work. It's a really great way, you guys, to be more productive, organized, and get paid more quickly. Remember, organization and systems are key to success. It's packed with powerful features like the ability to create and send professional looking invoices, set up online payments with a couple of clicks, because honestly, who wants to be mailing checks back and forth? And also see when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to that guessing game of whether or not they got it. And the most important thing for everyone listening is that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a numbers person, I promise. So again, FreshBooks is offering this 30-day free unrestricted trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. And now on to my call with Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi. So I just wanted to first say that I listen to your podcast all the time and I watch your Facebook live feeds and I feel like I already know you, even though I don't. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening and watching. Yeah. So for the last three years, I've kind of really been in a dysfunctional, toxic relationship. It ended probably about nine months ago. And through that, it's forced me to do a lot of self-reflection and a lot of personal development work. And I really realized that I have more of an anxious attachment to this person, more than like a deep, fulfilling love with this person. And even though the relationship has ended, I just feel that, you know, I have my life like on hold still with that hope that the relationship could ever be any different than what it is. And I just find that, you know, my life is passing me by and I'm still having these visions of my future with this ex-boyfriend, you know, in mind. And, you know, I really just kind of want to break out of that pattern and, you know, realize that it is an unhealthy relationship and it's not one that's fulfilling in any way. And I, you know, most recently have discovered that I know without a shadow of a doubt that this person does not have the qualities within himself to have the type of deep connection and relationship that I am looking for. And so I keep hoping that one day he's going to wake up and just realize that, you know, he can be the person that I need and that I want. But the reality is, is that I know that he can't. And so I'm just ready to kind of shut that door and move forward. And I'm having a really hard time doing that. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we're talking. I'd love to support you in getting the clarity you need about what's keeping you hooked in. How long were you with him? Three years. Three. And how old are you? Mm -hmm. I'm 40. Okay. So you've had relationships before him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Okay. And in the personal development and discovery work that you've done, I'm sure that you've looked at what attracted me to this person. You know, what was I learning Mm -hmm. from, from this person and what have you discovered so far? So the biggest lesson I think that I learned is that, you know, I I believe that everything kind of goes back to our childhood. And, you know, I was a very shy child. I was a very, you know, I kept my feelings hidden. If somebody hurt my feelings, I didn't say anything. And in this relationship, it's, it's forced me to look back at all the different 
things that happen, you know, throughout my life that I gave the meaning of my feelings don't matter. Like when somebody else would do something wrong, you know, I blamed myself and told myself that my feelings don't matter. And I wasn't even aware of that until I got into a relationship with someone who was so dismissive of me in times, you know, of trouble or times of pain that I, I again, told myself the story, well, my feelings don't matter. I don't, you know, he doesn't care. And that's been the biggest light bulb moment is to see that I chose a partner who reinforced those beliefs that my feelings don't matter. And now he's brought me to that awareness that my feelings do matter. And just because he can't communicate and handle conflict or, you know, in a adult fashion, um, doesn't mean that it's a reflection on me. And that's been the biggest light bulb moment to see the correlation between, you know, different events throughout my life where I told myself the story of my feelings don't matter. And then here I am with someone for three years that was re- reaffirming those beliefs. Yes, exactly. Well, we, we attract what we believe. And it sounds like, have you ever heard me talk about the five different kinds of relationships? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to do a course about this. This is just something that I made up after coaching people for so long and, and having relationships myself. And this one sounds like an issue-based relationship. And the tricky thing about issue-based relationships is the chemistry and attraction is really, really strong. But logically, you know it's bad for you. It's like eating the most fattening, bad ingredient kind of ice cream or hamburger. It's like, you know it's really bad for you, but it tastes freaking delicious. So it's hard to put it down. Mm -hmm. And the thing about issue-based relationships is like it's a perfect puzzle piece fitting together. It's like your kind of story around my feelings don't matter and issues around self-worth and hurt around that perfectly dovetails with someone who's a little bit narcissistic, a little bit maybe their behavior may be mean, kind of like more the bully type, right? That it's like a, it's like a perfect, perfect dovetail. So you drew him in to learn this. And the reason that it's hard to like let it go and the reason why you're kind of still fantasizing about it is because one, there's just that attraction, right? That's, that's basically Mm -hmm. drawing the lessons out of you. And two, there's something you're projecting onto him And it's probably a combination of two things. So with relationships, it's, you know, oftentimes we attract people that were similar to our parents, either one. You know, for women, it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean you're going to pick someone that's similar to your dad. You may pick someone that's similar to your mom if you had more core issues with that. Or you might date different people and some may be more like mom, some may be more like dad. So there's that element of it. And then there's also reflecting back to us our own inner issues. So Mm -hmm. let's start with the parent thing. What does, how is he like your parents? I've tried to look at that and, you know, really be, you know, my dad, my mom and dad were divorced when I was young and my dad was kind of in and out, in and out. And so again, I guess the lack of, you know, him being able to be there all the time in times of need is kind of similar to my dad. My dad would just, you know, I'm coming to pick you up on Friday and then he'd never show up, you know, so he just wasn't, wasn't there, wasn't consistent you know, and, and that's exactly how the ex was. He just has never been there, never been consistent, never, you know, show, he shows up when the time's right. And, you know, when things are great and when things are bad, he runs the other way. So can you see how you're trying to heal a wound from dad through this guy? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And our parental core wounds, until those get healed, we will keep chasing situations and people that reactivate them. So this really mm-hmm. isn't about him at all. This is about dad. And let's let's dive into that because there's lots of places I could go with you on this call. But I think in the short time I have with you, looking at this would be key. What is your relationship with your dad like now? He passed away. He passed away. Okay. How long ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, three years ago. But we re- we didn't have a relationship for the last 15 years. So he passed away at around the same time you started the relationship with this guy? Uh, shortly after, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I started the relationship shortly after my dad passed away. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I never looked at the timing of that before, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, you attracted him on this part as part of your story of my feelings don't matter. Mm-hmm. But even more so, you're trying to replace your dad. Mm-hmm. trying to get the love that you never had. And the fact that he died activated a part of you of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get it from him. Like that's for sure now because he's dead. And so now now I've really got to go find it. So mm. it's like your little girl picked this guy, not your grown woman, late 30-something self. Mm-hmm. So if your dad were alive and sitting in front of you with an open heart and he was really present and really listening, and you could ask him anything or say anything to him and just close your eyes and just picture him. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I would probably just ask him, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the baby of four girls. So, you know, how, how could he just pick up and leave and kind of leave his family behind and, and not, you know, put any effort whatsoever into having a relationship with any of us. It's not like, he just excluded me. I mean, he excluded all of us. You so know, just pause. So. Just pause for a moment. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Just tune into him. Mm-hmm. What do you think he'd say back to you? I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he had a difficult childhood himself, and he had his own personal struggles. So, you know, knowing today what I know about people and psychology. I think that he did the best that he could. Um, my mom certainly was so angry with him that she didn't make it easy for him to have a relationship with us because of her own hurt, you know, within the relationship with them, they were married for 22 years. So I don't, I don't blame him a hundred percent at all. But that's, that's your head, right? Like Mm -hmm. logically Mm -hmm. and rationally you get it. But the little girl in you, how old were you when he left? I think I was two. Okay. About two. Okay. So at the age where a child is really forming the relationship with parent and really aware that these are the people that keep me safe, as you're Mm -hmm. starting to to walk and talk and all those things, he's not around. So Danielle, that's a big owie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then growing up as a little girl, you grew up with the longing because every child longs for their mother or father. They go to school. Mm-hmm. They see other little girls with their dads. They want to know where their dad is. You know, it's a it's a big thing. And you have a lot of compassion from me. Mm-hmm. And this is- now, I did, you know, my, my mom did get remarried when I was about four and married my stepdad. And they were married for 
30 something years before he passed away. And, um, so at some point I, I did just kind of surrender to the fact that I didn't have a relationship with my biological dad and had a wonderful relationship with my stepfather, although it wasn't the same. Exactly. You know? And that's beautiful. But you still just spent three years in what you called a dysfunctional relationship with someone yeah. who triggered your dad issues. Mm-hmm. So again, I go back Absolutely. to this isn't about the ex and the reason why you can't let this go is because mm-hmm. part of you is still wanting that connection with your father. And so the work is really around healing that. The work is really around, you know, working with that little girl and telling her she didn't do anything wrong. She's lovable. It's not her fault. Her feelings do matter. Her feelings do matter and it's safe to express them. Because as the youngest of four girls, I'm sure your mom and stepdad had a lot on their plate and you had to just kind of be good and be quiet. Right. And you thought you thought that's how you got love. Mm-hmm. Right. I just be good. I be quiet. And that's how I keep people around. You know, you were the last one to be born. And, and I imagine too, there might've been a thought, whether you remember it or not, he stayed for all the others, but then I came around and he was gone. Right. And my mother has made comments, you know, not intentionally trying to hurt my feelings, but you know, that I was, I was the child that was supposed to save the marriage. Well, geez, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> right, right. Because there's nine years difference between, there's nine years, a nine year gap between myself and the sister above me. So, you know, there was three of them kind of in a row and then me nine right. years later. And so she's made the comment, well, you were the one that was supposed to save the marriage. And clearly that didn't happen. So, <laughs> okay. you know. So there's some things I want to say to you and to the younger parts of you. First of all, it's not your fault. Second of all, you your job on this planet, your purpose was not to save their marriage. The marriage was between your mom and your dad. Your birth had nothing to do with your dad leaving. Mm-hmm. And your life is not for the purpose of making sure other people are okay. Your feelings matter. Your heartfelt desires matter. You deserve to be seen and loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. And this is the truth. The problem is the truth doesn't have as much airtime in your consciousness as the pain and as the story. Right. So part of your work is going to be becoming that inner parent and that father to yourself. Mm -hmm. Really going back and connecting to that little girl who so wants to be kind of chosen by a man. See, when we have like a, especially for women, if we're a heterosexual woman and we have our primary male figure in our life leave, then we feel not chosen. And it's programmed into our unconscious by the whole marriage thing that women are supposed to be chosen by men. Uh-huh. And so when our own father, from our perspective, kind of throws us away or doesn't choose us, we spend our life trying to be chosen, but then attract men who really aren't choosing us. Right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and now I see, I see the pattern that I've, I've chosen completely men that, that are, just aren't capable, not bad men necessarily, but just men that are not able to support me emotionally in the way that I want. Right. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And sort of going back to what you said about the anxious attachment and life on hold, the anxious attachment is because it's bumping up against core pain. Mm-hmm. And whenever we feel that, we don't want to feel the sadness. We don't want to feel the grief. We don't want to feel the anger and the rage because that's there too. Mm-hmm. And anxiety is like kind of like how we keep that beach ball underwater. Anxiety is the pressure that holds it in. And the life on hold, well, of course that makes sense. I mean, on some level, you haven't ever really had permission to have your life. Mm-hmm. It's all been about managing how you get love and managing staying safe and managing being wanted. And so you haven't really gotten a chance to discover you. Mm-hmm. So just close your eyes for a moment. Put one hand on your heart and one hand on your lower belly, like kind of over your womb. Yeah. And just, just close your eyes and take a nice deep breath. And just tell yourself out loud what you've always longed to hear from, from your dad. Like as if he's saying it to you right now, say it to yourself. I just say that I love you and, you know, you're a worthy little girl and you deserve love and. Okay, Danielle, I'm going to coach you a little bit. You're doing great, but it's in your head. Get down into your heart, slow down and feel it. This is part of your healing. So this isn't just words. Like imagine him across from you saying this to you. You can say the same words, but I want you to feel it this time. Go ahead. I would say that I love you and your feelings matter and this isn't your fault. And just because the marriage ended didn't mean that you're a failure. And you're worthy. You're worthy of love just like everyone else. And maybe I'm sorry. Yes, yes, and I'm sorry. Sorry I left. Sorry I wasn't Mm. there. And stay in this place, and now, what have you always wanted to hear from men that you've dated or been in relationship with? That I'm going to be here. Okay, so say it to yourself. No matter what. Good, say it to yourself like they're saying it to you. That I'm going to be here through good times and bad. And I'm not just going to leave the minute things get rough. Yes. That I'm going to be here to support you and work through this because you're worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge one. And so it's important right now when you're in the this kind of stage with that kind of anxious attachment and wanting your ex back that you do not abandon yourself by hooking into the fantasy of him. Don't don't leave this little part of you that's activated right now. Mm-hmm. Be with it. Milk it for all it's worth. Go in for the healing. You know, consider coming to the the retreat I do in March. That would accelerate your healing like so much. Mm-hmm. So it's like really this is the time to dive in. And and oftentimes when core things like this are activated, it's the time to reach out to 
you know, retreats or one-on-one work with someone because there's an element we can't get to just by reading books and listening to things. You know, just right. think think about how far we've gotten in this 20 minutes. It's mm-hmm. much different than you sitting alone reading something. Right. So I'd be really strong in your intention to heal this, to reach out for support. Because part of the wound is not feeling supported and not feeling mm-hmm. like people are there for you. And so now is the time to really build that around you in whatever way you mm-hmm. feel serves you best. So how's the anxious attachment feeling now? How's the anxiety feeling now? You know, I, it, it, it comes in waves. Logically, you know, I'm able to think my way, you know, out of it. But, it, you know, it, it, still, it still comes up. And, you know, it, it's kind of like a struggle between my head and my heart. You know, my head knows better, but my heart is longing for that safety. Right. Well, but this is this is not something that you're going to resolve with your head. Your head can be right. useful in the fact that it goes, oh, there's anxiety. That means I'm suppressing something. Maybe I'll go do some release writing. Maybe I need to use the temper tantrum technique. Those are both tools in expectation hangover, which if you don't have, use that. I have it, yeah. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Use, use those tools. So the head can be useful in observing, oh, I'm being triggered, I'm being activated. But you you can't heal feelings with thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of the kind of things about the personal transformation industry that misleads a lot of people because they think I should know better. Right. When really it's giving yourself permission to feel the feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you move through that and often clarity comes through. Move the feel the feeling with so much self compassion. So you've thought your way through this. You've swept your own feelings under the rug. You know, as much as you've taken on from others, my feelings don't matter. That's a practice that you've incorporated in your own life. Your feelings matter. Mm -hmm. They matter so much. And if you want to move forward with your life and you want to be free of this anxiety and you want to attract a different kind of relationship, you've got to give yourself permission to feel your feelings with so much compassion. Then it's much easier to move to the level of forgiveness and let go of so much of the story and the limiting beliefs. But you've got to feel first. You've got to feel your anger at your father, at your mother, at your ex, at all of it. Not to blame them, but to get that out of you. And then you've got to grieve. Mm-hmm. Right. But the addiction to the fantasy of wanting the, to recreate this relationship is just the me- mind's attempt to bypass processing the core wound. Right. So you've got some deep work ahead of you, but I'm telling you, it is so worth it, Danielle. It is so worth it. Don't skip over this and don't try to get through this by just thinking or distracting yourself. It will work temporarily, but then you'll just find yourself in a similar situation. I agree. So just to wrap up here, what are you committed to moving forward? That I'm going to just take a step back and, you know, be compassionate with myself and realize that, you know, it's taken me 40 years to, to get to this place and that, you know, I just need to ride the wave and be that surfer and mm-hmm. just 
when it when it comes up, just let it go and and ride it and stop trying to suppress it, stop trying to control it, stop trying to logically think my way out of it rationally. Just become the best surfer that I can be and ride the waves and be compassionate with myself along the way. Yes, that's key. Because as you're kind of being that surfer and riding the waves with your emotion, that sort of like that feminine feeling expression coming out, the compassion is like the masculine presence of like, it's okay, baby, I got you. Mm-hmm. So it's holding that space for yourself too. And then just, you know, consider what action steps you can take to get some support around this. Yeah. And I, I have been doing this whole journey by myself yeah. like, for two years now. No, for 40 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Cause I've never been married. So yeah. Well, it doesn't even matter about being married. It's like, you've had the feeling of being on your own and not wanting to be a burden your whole life. Right. Uh-huh. So it's time to let go of that story by taking different action. Yes. You have my compassion, Danielle. I am sorry that you're going through this, but I'm really excited for you because you're sitting on top of a gold mine here. This is your doorway to freedom. This is your doorway to heal and be free of this story so that you can not only attract the kind of relationship that you want, but so that your life doesn't feel like it's no longer on hold. You're only 40 years old. You have a whole life ahead of you. It's time to heal this so that you can really feel connection. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So much love to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And just in this short few minutes, you were able to to hone right in on the exact problem and the Mm. core issue. It's amazing. Well, you're ready to see it. You're ready to see it. Yes. It was really helpful to Danielle's progression in this call that she admitted and was aware that she had this anxious attachment to her ex and was honest about knowing it needed to stop. I see with far too many people that they get so entwined in unhealthy relationships that they know they should get out of, but still fight for it. They still justify it. They still defend it and keep going back for more. They say they want to leave, but still fight for the reasons why they should stay. So Danielle's willingness to be done with it created this opening for her to have the insights and shifts that she had on this call. So I encourage you, take an honest, a really honest look at the relationships you're still invested in. If you want to get over them, you have to be 100% willing to let them go. The essence of the work we got to in this session with Danielle was around her relationship with her biological dad and never feeling really chosen by him or really anyone. As a youngest member in her family by many years and then being told she was the one that was born to keep the relationship together, oh my gosh, she had so much pressure on her and not a lot of love and support that was really coming in. It was like, who was there for her? Seems like she was more there for everybody else. You know, in working with past hurts regarding her dad, it was important that Danielle got out of her head, her rational mind, and into her feelings about it. Even though she had a great relationship with her stepfather, there was still wounding there from her biological dad. You know, another person coming in doesn't necessarily replace the wounds from someone else. 
so all of this is a great example of how Danielle knew consciously her issues were creating blocks to a healthy relationship, but she just kept attracting the same kind of relationship over and over and over again because she consciously knew it, but emotionally wasn't shifting it. It is really hard to create a different external result if the internal has not shifted. If we don't go back and do the healing work and get to a place of forgiveness that we truly feel rather than just think. So the work became about going back and feeling into what her younger self really needed. It's the same kind of work I did with myself about the move. And when she went back there, it was going to that place where she could really hear what she wanted to hear from her dad. So I asked her to go back and be her dad to say the things to herself that she wish he would have said to her. And it's not like I was asking her to channel her father. You see, as long as we feel into the feeling and we get back to that moment and we say to ourselves the things we wanted to hear, some part of us is hearing it. So even if the person we wanted to hear it from, in this case, her dad, isn't the one saying it to us, if we go back and we say it to ourselves, it tends to start healing that wound. Otherwise, we just look for outside people to say it to us. And that's why we keep dating and attracting people that trigger our parent issues. A theme that comes up a lot on the show is reparenting ourselves. And again, it doesn't matter if we're saying something that they wouldn't exactly say. It matters more that we're saying to ourselves the things we wanted to hear. I also just want to highlight how important it is to disconnect from feeling like it's your responsibility to heal or fix your parents, either individually or their marriage. You are the child, they are the parent. And getting wrapped into being their savior definitely will create roadblocks in your life. Give them back to God or your higher power or whatever you want to say but don't take them on. Love them, love them, respect them, but don't be their therapist or their savior. And finally, when it comes to being chosen, it's so important that we let go of any belief that someone out there is going to pick us and make us worthy all of a sudden. We need to choose ourselves. And instead of focusing on being quote unquote chosen, let's focus on being met on attracting people in our life that see us and meet us and have similar visions and values. So some assignments from you to wrap up. Be really honest with yourself about any dysfunctional relationships you have, any places where you have anxious attachment, be willing to let it go. Stop using your head so much. You can't heal feelings with thinking. Do the internal work. And also when we're bumping up against these core things, sometimes it's hard to work through them on our own. Maybe it's time to get a coach or go to a retreat or workshop. As a reminder, my retreat for women is coming up in March. If you go to christinehasser.com and click on work with me, you'll see my signature retreat or you can email jill at christinehasser.com. And also I've just confirmed a date that I'm doing a retreat for men and women with my friend Aubrey Marcus. And we are going to be doing that. And he's a man. We're going to be doing that in Austin, probably the first weekend in April. More details soon coming on that. 
And finally, please go to christinehassler.com slash survey and give me your feedback. Thank you to all of you who filled it out so far. I've loved reading your responses. And if you have a question you want me to answer on Coach's Corner, email assist at christinehassler.com. Sending you all so, so, so much love. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.